Nicolas Cage Netflix show, A History of Swear Words, now on Netflix. This is not paid promotion, but our friend did write on it. Bethy Squires. She is a genius. She once got one of our stupidest jokes on television. Oh my god. Leaves for phones. Yeah, Bethy got one of our really dumb jokes on a television series. Oh my god, and then um, Broad City copied our joke. Do you remember that? Oh, I forgot about that. What was the name of that show she wrote on? Throwing Shade? Yeah. And there's a sequence where the the female host is like pitching business ideas and something that um, we had wrote was something called Weaves for Phones. Oh my god. It was a phone case with a hair extension on it. Weaves for Phones made it on TV? Yeah. Yes. Thanks to Bethy. I think she even said Weaves for Phones on it or something like that. Yeah. And then after that was aired, Broad City had an episode where one of the main characters, Alana, had... A, f- a phone with a weave on it with a hair extension on it. <laughs> Hacks. I hated Broad City more than almost anything I've ever watched. I really liked Broad City, and so it was It was like, wow, this thing I really liked, like, copied us. <laughs> so cool. <laughs> I've also been copied by Topshop, so. Really? Yeah. What did they do? Bitches. They did a Property of No One shirt with, like, the same style of um, layout as mine. What the fuck? I mean, I'm not surprised. um, It's like Urban Outfitter shit, right? Yeah. One of my friends who I shared it with, she was like, oh my God, do you want to call them out? I was like, no. I, (laughs) it, it's like a touchstone for me. Like I'm Barbara Kruger and they're Supreme, you know, like I'm the fine artist and they're like the, the money hungry piggies who are suckling capitalism's tit. Like I'm back here, not making any money, but like my soul is clear. Yeah, totally. (laughs) Do you, do you ever read that letter that Barbara Kruger wrote to, to Supreme? Yes. It's I bought so her, good. I bought one of her books recently when I was in Colorado. They, there's, like, really great thrift stores in the suburbs there. And it's a book of her essays and, like, reviews of, t- of TV and, like, events. And I just think she's so brilliant. She called Supreme, quote, totally uncool jokers. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's incredible. What a ridiculous... Actually, I should say the whole <laughs> sentence because it's, it's, like, a beautiful piece of poetry. What a ridiculous clusterfuck of totally uncool jokers. <laughs> God, she's so cool. Yeah. Yeah. Man, no one's ever copied me except everyone around me all the time. <laughs> <laughs> I I copy your comedic stylings, I think. Oh, I copy your comedic stylings. <laughs> okay, I guess we all just work together in symbiosis with yeah. one another's comedic stylings. You can't really copy it when... About... Go ahead. I was going to say one of, the, one of my favorite things about the like friend group that like we have with the three of us and and other people that I've like met over the years is like we all can help each other with the joke yeah Mm -hmm. no one cares who gets credit for the joke we're just so happy that it succeeded no one wants to be the star of the joke just want to work on the joke yeah I don't care let's just work on the joke together yeah the joke is what counts the joke (laughs) is all that matters it's because we went to harmony and we have a Mm -hmm. an understanding of the importance of cooperation to make a a bigger and better uh, final product than any of the parts of its whole. Right. It's about your impact on the planet, not as an individual. Yeah. Your impact on being funny. <laughs> yeah. We got to get Bethy on the pod. Yeah. Well, I want I want her to do um, Disney conspiracy because she knows a lot about that. Bethy, friend of the pod. Man, we haven't had an enemy of the pod in a while. That's true. Yeah. We haven't done an enemy of the pod. We got to keep our eyes open and our minds clear. I think I'm just so, like, blissed out. Like... <laughs> No enemies, man, just vibes. 
It's good vibes. I love everybody. Um, by the way, Knowing is a movie starring Nicolas Cage. It's about how he's knowing shit. <laughs> oh, God. That sounds, that sounds horrible. Directed by the guy who directed The Fucking Crow. Oh, my God. I've never, never seen The Never mind. Crow. It's that sounds great. An unbelievably bad movie. Just like... Like good bad? No. Bad. Straight up bad. I mean, Bai Ling is in it. She's pretty cool. Like, some of the bad guys are sort of cool, but it's like... I saw it when I was a teenager, like a young, like, um, you know, a chunky bat. And I <laughs> thought, even then, as a 13-year-old who was, like, listening to Cold Chamber, that it sucked. And then I watched <laughs> it again as an adult with Jordan because he was like, I've never seen The Crow. Let's watch The Crow. And I was like, okay, well, maybe I wasn't mature enough for The Crow. That was not the problem. It's just, it's a bad, it's a bad movie. I mean, it's pretty entertaining. I guess if you like high camp, you might find things in it that are likable, but the writing is, like, so bad that it's really not uh, worth a shit. The Crow has one of the greatest soundtracks of all time. Is that so? I actually bought The Crow soundtrack for Michael's brother for Christmas. It's awesome. It's all, like, new metal, Nine Inch Nails, and uh, it had oh, the Henry Rollins wow. band. Oh, my God. No uh, shit. Rage Against the Machine is on it. Stone Temple Pilots. It's just like the best hits of like late 90s. Nine Inch Nails covering Dead Souls by Joy Division. Yeah. How is there a Violent Femme song on this? That does not make any sense. A Rollins band cover of Ghost Rider by Suicide. It is awful. Yeah. It it is awful, but it's fun. This is like (laughs) the soundtrack to Queen of the Damned. Do you know about that? No. Queen of the Damned is like probably my, probably it's a lot like The Crow to other people. But Queen of the Damned is the movie where Aaliyah plays a like thousand year old Egyptian vampire. It's um, so good. It's got that hot girl in it. The the hot girl that's not Aaliyah. Yeah, Marguerite Moreau, who's also, yes. she's, she, I know her from Queen of the Damned and uh, Wet Hot American Summer. Yes. Right. Yeah. Yes. Two very similar Two polar roles. opposites. That's how you know she has range. She has the range. It's true. <laughs> Antonio Banderas uh, and Tom Cruise aren't in it. Because <laughs> it's Shout like... Antonio Banderas. So it's like a technically a sequel to Interview with a Vampire. But uh, oh. because it's like in the Anne Rice universe, it's about Lestat, who uh, Tom Cruise plays in Interview with a Vampire. But instead they get, you know, Charlie Theron's ex-boyfriend who I think is hot, but maybe other people don't. That would be understandable. It's a great bad movie. Anyway, it was supposed to come out, so when, she, when Anne Rice wrote the book, uh, she wrote it in the 80s, and it was supposed to be about, like, some cool 80s goth bands, you know. Like, the whole idea is that Lestat comes back from the dead because he's, like, awakened by this beautiful music, and it's, like, I think her idea was something more akin to, like, Joy Division or, you know the cure but because they made it in the early 2000s it's like corn (laughs) and uh like the deftones so all of the songs on the soundtrack (laughs) are like they couldn't there's some kind of like legal problem where they couldn't get jonathan davis from corn or something he was supposed to do all the vocals but then sony was like you're not allowed to be on the soundtrack so his his singing voice is Lestat's singing voice, but then the soundtrack is like Wayne Static from Static X, the guy from Disturbed, the guy from Linkin Park, Marilyn Manson, the guy from Orgy. And there's a scene in that movie where Aaliyah and Lestat um, fuck in a hot tub to 
change in the House of Flies by the Deftones. It was, wow. I'm not going to say it was formative for me, but it wasn't not. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't not formative. <laughs> Good stuff. Okay. Are you ready Back to go? Matter. <laughs> Back to the matter. Back to the matter. Anyway. Okay. More depressing shit. So given what you now know, what are you thinking about what's going on here? Any, any theories? Any thoughts? I have one. Yeah. I think that the, the husband guy, mm-hmm. uh, whose name I've forgotten. Simon. Uh, Simon. I think that Simon has a Munchausen by proxy and sort of a Munchausen thing. And maybe he's like poisoning them both mm-hmm. for attention and it went too far or something. Or maybe he's just a creepy poisoner. Because I don't know. It sounds like they slowly have ingested something or something was like in their environment that it just seems like too much of a coincidence that they would both have like heart failure young with weird contributing factors in common. Seems Yeah, a lot of people suspicious. feel like pneumonia plus anemia in two different people uh, is just too weird. Five months apart is just too weird. Sure. Yeah. Other theories, Izzy? I had no idea about the mother of it all. Mm-hmm. I didn't even know the mother lived with them when I had first heard about this or when you had told me when you were walking in a graveyard in L.A. once five years ago and told me about this. Visiting. We looking for her grave. Yeah, which we found. It's in a um, pretty depressing cemetery, which I think is supposed to be nice because you can't see any of the graves, but that actually makes it oh, yeah. way worse and sadder. Yeah, it's not the ho- it's not the classic one. It's not Hollywood Forever. I think it's for- it's one of the forest lawns. There are several, several forest right. lawns. Well, I, I'm sure when you initially told me this story, you had mentioned the mother, but hearing it a second time, I'm shocked by hers, her involvement, and the fact that she survived while the other two did not is suspicious to me, and the fact that she was, like, had this intimacy with her daughter's, her... Son-in-law. Dead daughter's... They, they were married. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, yeah, her son-in-law of, of her recently I mean five months apart yeah pretty that's weird that's not a lot of time at all pretty weird no. so it seems like something must have been going on beforehand because five months of progress if if that is true which she has denied mm-hmm. five months does not seem like a lot of time for that sort of thing to progress so the two sort of competing theories for what happened if it was not just a weird coincidence of two natural causes um are one black mold and two deliberate poisoning so those are kind of the two places that people tend to go and there is you know like some circumstantial evidence to support either of those ideas so one theory kind of revolves all around the house and the idea that it could have had black mold so let's talk about the house a little bit um the house that they lived in was in hollywood it was like a mediterranean style kind of low house um you know that kind of multi-leveled like built on a hill sort of like fancy stucco, that sort of vibe. Um, Britney had bought it about five years earlier when she was kind of at the peak of her career from Britney Spears, um, who had lived there with Justin Timberlake. So you're saying it was haunted. Well, um, Britney thought that the house was unlucky. This is according, according to Simon, who, you know, famously is not a super trustworthy source, but he, according to him, she said that the house was unlucky and she really hated living there. She did not like it and she wanted to move. Um, so and it was he, a nice house. It was a, Britney Spears and yeah, Justin she, lived there. She bought it for $5 million 
after she died, her mom sold it, I think, at a loss and made like $2 million on it. Um, and then it got totally renovated and recently sold in December for like $18 million or 22 No, first sold for $18 million, then sold again for $22 million. No, sorry. Holy that's shit. No, it's eight, It's 18 It sold for Holy $18 million. Um, Yeah, so it's been completely gutted. Like uh, you couldn't. I've looked at pictures before and after, and it's like you couldn't even really tell it's the same house. Before it was very like low and enclosed in like a Mediterranean style, and now it's that like hideous open glass mid-century modern like rich people infinity pool style just mm. like the 2020s 2010s version of the tacky mediterranean houses that were popular in the early 2000s like mm. they've traded one uh very dated or f- soon to be dated trend for another anyway she hated this house this is part of why she only hung out in the bathroom because it was like the only part of the house that she felt like um safe and protected in wait Brittany hated it Brittany hated it Brittany hated it no Brittany I don't know if Brittany Spears hated it she moved out after the Justin Timberlake thing so possibly maybe she was like I have too many she said it was unlucky though right no no Brittany Murphy said it was unlucky Oh, not Spears. I you said Britney Spears. I was like, that is huge news. <laughs> no, that would be huge news. I don't think Britney Spears has ever commented on any of this, as far as I know. Um, if she did, it would be in the style of when she was like, what was that? What's that famous Britney Spears tweet that's like f- three different non sequiturs? <laughs> One of them is about Lady Gaga. You know what I'm talking about? No, I don't. Let me find it. We'll include a dramatic reading here. Oh, yeah. Okay, here it is. Does anyone think global warming is a good thing? I love Lady Gaga. I think she's a really interesting artist. (laughs) (laughs) Apparently this was in reply to someone else's tweet, but it was like before, either she didn't know how to reply or it was like before replies worked (laughs) or something. So it looks like a complete non sequitur. Does anyone think global warming is a good thing? I love Lady Gaga. I think she's a really interesting artist. (laughs) What is the link here? (laughs) What did she do? <laughs> okay, anyway, so Brittany Murphy felt that the house was unlucky. Uh, she only hung out in the bathroom. She did not want to live there anymore. Simon convinced her to stay, you know, probably because he was a money-grubbing son of a bitch. Maybe not. Who knows? So the one theory is that the house was full of black mold and that that's actually what killed both of them and that that would explain that they both died of, like, pneumonia-like symptoms uh, in the same house pretty close together, but not at exactly the same time. Um, so here's the deal with mold. I looked into mold poisoning for like a quite a long time last night. And I feel pretty good about debunking the general sort of understanding. Like, what do you think about mold poisoning when you hear like, Oh, black mold. Are you like, Oh fuck black mold. Kind of. Yeah. Like what? Like you, it's in your house and your, all your hair falls out and you start you know, coughing up blood for no reason, and you're like, what's going on? And then it's black mold. Yeah, like, we've kind of, there are enough kind of scary stories about it that people are really, like, get really worried about black mold. It's kind of bullshit. So, mold poisoning, the idea that you could become poisoned and get really sick and have, like, neurological symptoms from mold, like memory loss, mood changes, headaches, all these things, um, that's kind of bullshit. It's pretty rare that anyone ever gets mold poisoning, um, it has never been definitively linked to inhaling mold. It's ever only ever been linked to ingesting mold. So if you eat something that's covered in black mold or any kind of mold, you could get really sick from it and have neurological symptoms. Um, 
but just living in a really moldy house, house and breathing in the mold is not going to give you mold poisoning. However, that's not like the end all be all. If you have a healthy immune system and there's mold in your house, it's not really going to fuck with you. Uh, the exceptions to that are if you live in a house that has a ton of mold, it will give you something probably more akin to like a sinus infection or a cold or like allergy like symptoms, um, even if you're really healthy. And then some people do have like a sensitivity or an allergy to mold that will give them allergy like symptoms. So mold can be bad for you. It's not like people who say like, oh, my, there's mold in my house and it's like really fucking with me or lying. That's true. But mold poisoning is not actually uh, a, a proven thing in terms of like inhaling mold, living with mold. Um, mold allergy, however, is possible. And very large quantities of mold can make anyone sick, even if you don't, even if you're not particularly sensitive to mold. Um, so it's like su a sort of debunking, right? The idea that it's going to give you these like neurological symptoms, that's not really proven, but it will like, you know, it can kind of fuck you up if you live with it for a long time. Um, this idea that like black mold specifically is bad for you, that's not really true. A lot of mold is black. When people talk about black mold, they're usually only talking about this one type of mold. I did write down what it was called, but maybe I deleted it because I said nobody is wants to know. Is it Stachybotrys charitum? Yeah. Stachybotrys <laughs> Chartarum, Stachybotrys chartarum. Um, it's not actually more dangerous for most people than any other type of mold. Um, but, you know, yeah, if you have a sensitivity or an allergy, mold can be bad. Anyway, the idea, it's not or like... Or if you are eating it. Or if you're eating it, right. Don't eat it. So, yeah, it's... I'm Maybe they had pica. They were eating the mold? Yeah, it could be. Yeah. Maybe they were, like, eating, like, chips of their house. I mean, they, you know, chips. they did seem to have a pretty poor diet and anemia. So, uh, you know, pica is often caused by a serious mineral deficiency. Maybe they were eating their house. I doubt it. <laughs> That's my theory. I doubt it. They were eating their house. So this is... I don't a, know. Oh, it's fine. <laughs> asbestos is fine, It's too, fine. By the way. No big deal. I've lived in... I've had to sign that asbestos waiver everywhere I've ever lived. And everywhere I've ever lived has always been like a complete unmaintained shithole that's crumbling and you're fine like 90 years old i'm fine my brain doesn't work okay so regarding this mold first of all i think from the top it's important to point out the mold thing is just it's more complicated than people think it is it's not like it can't ever do anything to you but it's not like oh if your house has mold in it you're automatically going to get sick uh it's, yeah. it's more complicated right. than that so um all of that is kind of moot because or maybe not, depending on if you believe the medical investigator or not. The coroner said that they investigated the possibility of mold in her system and they ruled it out. Uh, there was no fungus found in her bloodstream or in her lungs. Her mother initially said that the mold theory was ridiculous, but now she does think it's a possibility. Um, or, you know, since then has said, well, maybe. She also said that the house had not been inspected for mold. However, the L.A. County Health Department said about two months before Brittany's death, they had inspected the house and they had not found any mold. So, again, um, L.A. County, not super notable for being truthful in terms of their, like, official um, reports of things. I don't know if that's what's going on here. Yeah. Obviously, there is a reason for them to say, like, no, no, no. But it could also just be that there wasn't mold, you know? Um, there was more investigation into the mold. So... Sharon, the mother, filed a lawsuit against her lawyers for not advising her to do more inspections on the house. And during that lawsuit against her former lawyers, 
They did do a mold inspection. However, that lawsuit is sealed, so nobody knows uh, what the results of it were. The house, when it was sold, was stripped down completely, like, to the studs. Um, So they could have done that just because they were going to renovate it. Anyway, they could have done that because it was totally fucked up and full of mold. We really have no way of knowing. Um, But if you believe the um, health department that there wasn't mold there before, then that's probably not the reason. If you believe them. Uh, For what it's worth, Simon's mother said, When I walked through the door, there was no ventilation whatsoever. The windows were breaking down for mold. This was a place of unhealthiness, and it didn't feel right. The actual bedroom itself, where they spent both, where they both spent so much time, the actual windows were taped up, so there was no air ventilation whatsoever. The mold that was growing by the windows was really quite horrific, and it just felt very oppressive. Um, the forensic pathologist who appeared on a TV program about the case later said that mold could have contributed to the infections and therefore her overall ill health and therefore her death, but it doesn't seem like there's a very direct link. Even if there was a lot of mold in the house, um, it's not in the coroner's report, it's not in the autopsy. So probably it didn't kill her, even if it was there. But it could have contributed to her, like, sort of weakness and, you know, if you have a lot of fucked up shit wrong with you to begin with in terms of your health and then it's just, like, one more thing on top of everything else, obviously that can be a contributing factor. So... That is sort of a question mark still, whether or not mold had anything to do with it. Um, but I did find out a lot about black mold in the process, and that was interesting because whenever, you know, I live in a house that's like very damp on the bay, and when I see mold in my house, I get freaked out, and I'm like, what if I die? What if I'm going to die from black mold? What if my brain stops working because of black mold? And then I get bleach and I wipe down my wall, and it, it just made me feel good, like, well, this probably is not going to kill me, you know? <laughs> that's good to know. When I worked at... You're going to have to bleep that, too. Uh, <laughs> when I worked at... You know, you have a house, yeah, right? Yeah. And that basement, we would store, like, the whole basement was full of pallets of boxes of books. And all the time, like, print runs, we'd lose, like, a third of a print <laughs> run because it was damp and black mold would grow on all the books and shit. And I was always, yeah. like, you know, one of my jobs was to inspect the, be like, okay, I guess th- this case is ruined and this case <laughs> oh is... Oh, my God. I don't know. I was always a little worried that I was going to get murdered by black mold working at... <laughs> He added me on uh, Instagram the other day. Oh, no. no. Did you block? I ignored. Yeah. Mm, that's fair. Yeah. He, he can't sue you for ignoring him. <laughs> what's wrong with men? What's wrong with the men in my life? Oh, no. Yeah, what's wrong with all my male bosses? <laughs> I think the problem is bosses. <laughs> yeah. All my male bosses have been wonderful. <laughs> one, of my, uh, one of my bosses just got, like, hard canceled from the... The Louisville bar scene, the first place I got a job here. Oops. Oh my god. Um, tacked someone in an alley. <gasps> what the fuck? Uh, and yeah, and she got away, but. Um, oh yeah, my he's, god. He's fucking done. This is the guy I quit that job. I like walked out with the rest of the staff because he like he hired a 21 year old girl and slid into her DMs <gasps> like immediately and was like, Are you oh enjoying god. working here? Would you like to explore our bodies or something like that? Oh my god. Uh, Yuck. And she ruled, and she was like, this is fucked up, right? <gasps> like, she was like, this is real creepy. Like, this is fucking gross. And she showed, like, everybody else who worked there. Nice. And, like, everyone except for one person quit. Destroy him. Day. Yeah. Holy shit. Or oh, that week. Hell yeah for her. Yeah. Oh, my God. Explore yeah, her like, bodies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh seriously. He was like, would you like to explore, like, sexuality and bodies? Oh, oh my Never God. talk to anyone who talks about bodies. Yeah. <laughs> No, or exploring fuck no. anything, exploring bodies. 
It's my only piece of gossip for the whole year. <laughs> was it my... I had a boss who once told me I would look prettier if I didn't wear my glasses. The fuck? Uh, I might have been underage, too. Yuck. Anyway. <laughs> I wore an... O- <laughs> I wore an oversized t-shirt to work one day, and one of my bosses asked me what was up with the sloppy bear look. Uh, what an ass. They're not your friends. That was... Oh, okay, yeah. bleeping all these things. Bleep that. I hate... <laughs> bleep this, too. I fucking hate... Co- <laughs> anyway. This is the... This is Brittany Murphy and gossip. That's, That's right. This is the episode where I just talk shit about everyone I've ever worked Jobs. for or with. Well, you know, like, it's actually thematically perfect because her job sucked, too, and she was in an extremely toxic work environment, as well as a, you know, toxic personal environment and maybe some toxic mold. Kind of thing that makes you feel bad about anyone having to be an actor. Yeah. And, you know, like, I've... It's definitely not as glamorous as it seems. No, it seems like it fucking sucks. (laughs) And, you know, she started very young. And that automatically makes her mother suspicious to me. Like, I don't really believe that there should be child actors, not given the way that, like, movie sets seem to work now. Of course, there are exceptions to this. Like, they're good directors who don't treat their child actors like shit. But the whole, like, parents who let their kids get into that, I am automatically suspicious of. Do you want to hear final theory? This is our wrap-up. Yeah. Okay, fine. Hit me. So, theory, so not the mold. theory one was black. Theory one, really, is, like, they just died. It was a coincidence. They had like a shitty kind of depressing life and they didn't go to the doctor when they got weird infections. Uh, And that's what happens. Sometimes people just get pneumonia and die. Theory two is black mold. Uh, You know, there's a possibility that that could have contributed. It's probably not really the cause of death. And then the final theory, kind of the most far-fetched one, is Brittany's father's theory, which is that they were deliberately poisoned. Um, so Brittany's father, Angelo Bertolotti, so he wasn't ever really part of her life, um, not really involved. She did not have a relationship. Nevertheless, after her death, he, after her death, he really uh, got in there with the press and started claiming that Brittany had been murdered. So uh, his, oh my God. the pull quote from him is, it's very suspicious. I feel she was poisoned and there's no question about that. She was murdered. Um, oh my God. He won't quite say who, but it's like heavily implied that he means either Sharon or Simon. After several years of legal wrangling, he was finally able to secure some of Brittany's hair, which had been saved after the autopsy, um, some blood and tissue samples, um, and they were sent to an independent lab for testing. He really wanted all of the samples tested for poisons, which didn't wasn't part of the normal um, coroners. They did toxicology on her, but they don't test for poisons during a normal um, autopsy and toxicology report. So he wanted everything tested for poison. Um, the results from the lab that he sent everything to said uh, that she had, they tested a piece of her hair. They said that there were elevated levels of several heavy metals, um, some of which can be found in rat poisons, insecticides, uh, medications, herbal medications, dietary supplements. Oh, so it's a wide range. A very wide range. Some, I mean, it's like, you know, that study of that, that kid who went around giving people a survey about like, do you know about this chemical compound that can do all these things? And it listed all these like caustic things that could happen. And it turned out it was water. It's like that, you know, like, yeah, yeah it could be in rat poison, but it could also be in like, uh, you know, multivitamin. It could be in his, in her ashwagandha pills. Yeah. I mean, we, there are a lot of things, there are a lot of ways in which we are exposed to heavy metals all the time. Like, you know, they're in deodorants. So This is actually not as crazy as as it sounds. However, the report from the company sounds very alarming. Here's what they said. Testing the hair sample identified as back of head, we have detected 10 heavy metals at levels above the World Health Organization high levels recommendation. 
if we were to eliminate the possibility of simultaneous accidental heavy metal exposure to the sample donor, then the only logical explanation would be an exposure to these metals, toxins, administered by a third-party perpetrator with likely criminal intent. Uh-oh. So that is what the company that he sent the, uh, the hair strand to said. I knew it. So specifically, what it showed was really high levels of aluminum, um, nine times above the upper limit of like what's considered high, four times the upper level of high for magnesium and uranium, high levels of selenium, silver, antimony, I don't even know what that is, and barium. At the time of her death, she did display some right. symptoms consistent with heavy metal poisoning. So anemia is a big one for um, like low level sort of constant uh, heavy metal poisoning, headaches, dizziness, abdominal cramps, coughing, sweating, disorientation, wheezing, congestion, pneumonia. However, if you look at that list of symptoms, other than the anemia, which probably was just because of her diet and because she had heavy periods, dizziness, coughing, sweating, disorientation, wheezing, those are all symptoms of like being really sick with almost anything. Abdominal cramps, she was on her period. Um, they're just very like nonspecific symptoms, you know. None of that is like, oh, a smoking gun. Like you wouldn't have that symptom unless you had been poisoned. Um, the director, Dr. Bruce Goldberger, who is the director of the American Board of Forensic Toxicology, called the report's conclusion, quote, ridiculous and that criminal intent accusation was baseless, outrageous, uh, and should not have ever been made on the basis of like a single hair test. So just like with any good scientific study, you should be able to like replicate your results or at least, you know, it should be found in more than one strand of hair. Uh, they seem to have just tested this one strand of hair and said, okay, that's it. Like she probably got poisoned. He also said, um, you can't determine if someone was poisoned based on a single hair strand because that hair strand could have been exposed to like any number of other things. One of the things that it might have been exposed to that could explain all of this was hair dye um, and she oh. dyed her hair. So oh. it's just a real, real unreliable way of trying to prove something, basically. Yeah. So there's no real evidence. Um, her father died a couple years ago. Her brother who different mom, same dad, didn't know her or have any kind of relationship with her as far as I know, um, as far as I could find, now is like sort of carrying this torch and is like, my sister was murdered, she was killed. She and Simon Monjack were like visa married and he was like manipulating her and blah, blah, blah. So the whole thing, like I did all this research and I looked at all three of these theories. I feel like the poisoning thing, there's really no evidence of that. Something more akin to, like, Munkhausen's by proxy on the part of her mother or Simon uh, seems possible, but also not really likely. I think probably the most likely conclusion is that it really was just a case of two really unhealthy people kind of making each other more unhealthy, possibly sort of, uh, you know, who knows how the mother was involved, if she helped or hurt. It's just kind of a real shitty bummer. And probably these people just died by accident. But it is, it's a weird case. That was, that's your conclusion is that those people just died by accident? Yeah, I mean, my conclusion is, my conclusion is basically like people just die, like people lead kind of sad lives sometimes. It's a shame. Uh, you know, don't ever get involved with someone charismatic and British. Uh, listen to your friends. If your friends say your boyfriend sucks, they're probably not lying to you unless your friends suck. You know, it's a complicated world. That's the conclusion <laughs> I reached is like, oh, man. <laughs> oh, boy. 
I'm going with Munchausen and Munchausen by proxy, like a yeah, combination. Think, Especially if his mom said something about it. Yeah. I think husband was poisoning her and taking her to the doctor, like all like, oh look, she's sick. And then when she died, he had a, no choice but to scratch <laughs> that itch by poisoning himself. Whoa. And it went too far. And also, also that's what earlier, I think. Earlier you mentioned that the mom had a prescription out in her name using the son-in-law's last name. Mm-hmm. And now knowing that information, I'm like, that seems like evidence that they had some kind of relationship. It does, yeah. She denies that. She said, like, that was written down wrong and there, there was nothing like that. But I don't know. It's like, who do you believe? This like, woman? Or? How, how would that have been written down wrong by a medical professional who has to look at your ID? Yeah. I mean, like, you know, all of this stuff is, like, public record. You can go look at her autopsy report and his autopsy report. That's where I got most of my information. There's a really good article in The Hollywood Reporter by Alex Ben Block that kind of takes you through um, the last couple of days. She or he, Alex Ben Block, knew Brittany and her mom before they ever met Simon. And then he got exclusive interviews with Simon and the mother after Brittany's death. Um, so that article is really good. He says his final takeaway about Simon was, He and Sharon gave me a series of on-the-record interviews, which are quoted throughout this article. Only later would I realize that much of what Simon told me about his family, education, marriage, and career were exaggerated or simply fabricated. So, I know it's like... Yeah, you can't trust a liar. Yeah, you can't trust a liar. That's true. And this is just a case of, like, uh, shitty things happening to people who get involved with shitty people, or, you know, it's like, it's... I, it's hard for me to say whether or not him being, like, a con man basically is a red herring, you know? Yeah. So the theme is sometimes people get sick and don't go to the doctor and then they die. That's the conspiracy this week. If you have anything where you might need antibiotics, you got to get your ass to a doctor. When might one need antibiotics? If you have an infection that won't go away. How do you know that it's an infection? Well, if you have a high fever for several days in a row, okay. that's like a sign that you probably have an infection. Um, Got it. If you're like sweaty and you feel really bad for like days at a time, you know, like you're depending on your immune system, your body is probably pretty good at fighting stuff off. But if you are not getting better, that or especially if you're getting worse, that is when you should go see a doctor. Now that's Doctor Bimbo advising you when to see a doctor. So yeah, uh, that. That's just sad, and she probably wasn't poisoned. That'd be cool, though. I mean, you know. <laughs> would it? Not cool, but, you know, like an interesting topic. Yeah, well, it would be like, it would be less would be depressing like, oh. to be like, this person... Yeah, that would have been interesting. <laughs> yeah, you could have done the one. That's not what I meant. <laughs> I know what you meant. No, it's... it's. You know, that would have been like, oh, true crime, but this is just like, oh, shit, man. People gotta take care of yeah, themselves. Yeah, this is more man. like the tragic lives that many people lead. <laughs> address Address their mental health problems if they're able to. We have a, a supplementary call, a follow-up to our Dr. Bimbo episode, which I would say dovetails with this pretty well, right? Yeah. Ducktails? It dovetails well with this. <laughs> um, it's medical. Yeah, it's medical. So this person f- was calling to follow up with our caller who had uh, itchy ass. Where were they? Itchy ass feet? Cold ass feet? What was it? Uh, oh, it was someone who, somebody called in and said that their feet get really red and puffy. Um, and swollen and itchy when they come in from the cold. And we had a caller call in with some very good advice. The transcription from Google is so bad on this one. It says, this catch your husband's on Bimbo Sunday. This catch your husband on Bimbo Sunday. (laughs) 
Just catching up on some bimbo fun. I just listened to uh, our Midway and Dr. Bimbo with the inflamed feet situation. Uh, you can have an allergy to cold if you were curious. So you can take like an antihistamine and that helps with the swelling. I just get like fucking hives from the wind. It's stupid. Bye. All right. So this caller says that some people have an allergy to cold. I have heard that before. And that, that might be the reason why the caller's feet are swollen and itchy after they're in the cold. And the solution to this is to take an antihistamine. So just take like a, you know, a daytime Benadryl and go on with your day. Uh, pretty good advice. Is it medical? Sure. Yeah. Thank you so much, Sarah, for your time, your expertise. Sarah, that was great. Even though the gods are crazy. Even though the stars are blind. Even though you and me never were a thing. <laughs> what? <laughs> I'll show you the stars. You show me father time. We go live every Tuesday on our Discord to play Jackbox and other cooperative games. You can find the link to join our Discord by going to www.bimbosummitpodcast.com. And now, in honor of Brittany, here's a song. Mm-hmm.